Hey, when does the show start? Hey, wait a minute. <gasps> First, let's hear from our sponsors. Oh, okay. In just a minute. It's always that one time you need a defense attorney and you just don't know who to call, right? Well, I'm telling you, Manny Aurora, the Aurora Law Firm, he's the best in the business when it comes to a defense attorney. And he's a former prosecutor, so he knows the other side of the courtroom. Located in Atlanta, Georgia, but practices nationwide, has handled litigation in over 19 different states. If you need Manny, theauroralawfirm.com, theauroralawfirm.com. He stops by the show twice a month. Got any questions? Leave it on our hotline, 404-369-3825, or on our social media off podcastthebs.com. Son of a bitch. I just called to say you should subscribe to The Bailey Show, and I mean it from the bottom of my heart. Nobody is going to save you now. If you like what you hear, then get a full seven days a week plus of new content by subscribing. PodcastTheBS.com. It's better than radio. Every week, there are three stories that fall under the good, the bad, and the ugly. You know, I used to ride a horse to school. Get learned with the good, the bad, and the ugly. There it is, episode 38 of The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. My name is Jason Bailey. Thanks for being here in the Golden Scissors studio. Beautiful Roswell, Georgia. There's Nader Taters in uh, Iowa still. Never going to leave the uh, homeland, the Midwest. Just staying there, Howdy. Staying there in the cornfields. <laughs> right? Yeah. Corn? Yeah. Yeah, there's corn here. Yeah. There's one of the biggest uh, producers of corn. Yeah. You're not potatoes. That's Idaho. Yeah. Yeah, Nebraska's corn. You guys are just kind of in the middle. You do a little bit of both. Yeah, they well, they just call themselves the Corn Huskers, but I believe Iowa produces more corn than they do. Oh, those bastards! Those sons of lying bitches. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brandon Thrasher there in uh, the Zelensky Studios in uh, where do you live again? Oh, Noonan, Georgia. There you go. Yep, that's me. I got the Mexico hat back on too. Uh, oh, yeah. You're, you're, he's toggling between both of his dirty hats, the old school vintage <laughs> Pepsi Cola hat and the Playa del Carmen Mexico hats. That's what he's doing right now. So you look good, buddy. You look good. I can't argue with that. <laughs> it looks tighter. It does. <laughs> it, does. it does feel tight. I think is it's your, your hair getting longer. His face. My hair started getting longer. My hat's got tighter. His face is getting fatter. That's what's happening. <laughs> he's just exploding through the through the uh, through the hat, you do what is it? Did you change the thing or something? It does look a little tight on you. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I need to loosen it up a bit. <laughs> My hair, like, I don't know. It's kind of breaking in this. There's first uh, hole is like stuck to the second part, so it's like broke. Oh my the god! The holes are like uh, like uh, belt, like little holes in your belt. It's like when you get a little bigger, you just loosen it up a little bit. Like, eh, <laughs> let me let out the old hat line. I don't weigh myself. I just put my hat on. I just check. I just check the loops. I just check the holes in my hat. Are you trying I'm to down tell, to four notches? Are you trying to tell me that uh, your hat um, from Mexico that you bought in Playa del Carmen when we went and saw Nate is not of the finest quality? Is that what you're trying to tell me right now? My mind is blown. It was very, uh, it's very good when I first got it. Then it just kind of shrunk a little bit and it got a little dirty. And you know, I mean, it's, it's well, last since December. I was gonna say he's worn it for seven months, so it's pretty good quality. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, Brandon's pretty easy going. I mean, the shirt—that's <clears throat> why I never get shirts on vacation. There's only been, I think, that I can remember, 
one place that I bought shirts on vacation. Oh, I didn't even buy it. Rachel bought it for me because the kids love all that tchotchke stuff, and they'll go in and it's like buy, you know, get ten shirts for three dollars, and you know, you just and they go crazy. <clears throat> Rachel lets them do that. When I was a kid growing up, my mother would not let me do that. She and you know, of course, we didn't have Amazon and, and, and e-commerce and all that stuff. So she would always tell me. It's too expensive here, and it's not good quality. Wait till we get back, and I'll I'll take you to J.C. Penney. You know, so she she would always convince me that when we got back, I would get what's the compulsive buy, spontaneous buy, in the gift shop when we got home. Uh, oh, you don't need the dolphin. I know we're at Sea World. I know it's a big thing. We're on a, we're on a field trip, but we go home. There's a Marshalls I can get you a dolphin at for half the price. I'm like, well, you don't work. You're just taking money from the man you're banging. Like, why does it matter to you? You know, you're out there buying stupid shit anyway. You can't buy me a stuffed dolphin, you bitch. Yeah, you know, so so like the Destin, I think. Destin. Destin is the only place I've ever been to that's gotten good tchotchke stuff, like my shirts. Good quality shirts. The shirts I got in Playa del Carmen. They're okay, but they're that old school concert material, you know, that where it where when it shrinks, it shrinks up and out for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're like sewed together weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, your wife's a big um concert t shirt person, right? Oh god, is she yeah. Uh she's <laughs> I saw your daughters at and her friends at uh what was it, Thomas Rhett. And, mm-hmm. and the first picture they're wearing, they're, they're, they're country costumes. And then the second one they're, they're wearing, uh, all their, everybody has the t-shirt on. So I was like, Oh, Rachel's there getting them the t-shirt. <laughs> so the story behind that was Rach bought tickets for Ariel and her friends to go to this concert. And that was our way of saying thank you before the tennis tournament started. So when yeah, the, nice. yeah, because those kids helped us out all week and, and really did a great job. They did. They did. Ariel's new boyfriend. This guy's a rock star. I mean, this guy never complains. He works his ass off. He's a country boy. He's a good old boy, hardworking, very polite young man. And uh, he was there every single day. Even when Ariel was not there, he was there. He got there sometimes before us and set up on his own. I mean, you know, like, and, he, and he's not trying to impress me. He, he, I think those days of kids trying to impress parents have gone. They're done. You just don't do it. You just do your thing. And if the parent likes your thing, then you're in. This kid's cool as shit. Actually, there's something on tomorrow's episode that I was confronted with in this new relationship that my daughter has. And I almost did something that would probably blow your all's mind that I would actually let happen. So we'll talk about that in tomorrow's episode. Um, uh, Watkins Law Firm, big thanks uh, for sponsoring the good, bad, and the ugly. Most of the time, uh, people under one of these stories are going to need an attorney anyway, so hopefully they're listening and give Tyler Watkins a call at 770-648-4009. WatkinsLawFirm.LLC is the website. Trial and litigation, attorneys, personal injury, wrongful death, contracts, transactions, landlord, tenant disputes, uh, civil litigation stuff, general civil litigation. So that's what Tyler Watkins does. If you need him, somebody just recently reached out to me. He's not listening, not paying attention to the commercials or to the uh, to the sponsorship reads for Thursday's episode. Anita Tyler Watkins blows me away because they've got to listen all these times. Could not believe it. What's up? It was me. I wasn't going to say it was you, Brandon, but it was you. 
Wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. I, 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 Tyler. I talked to him the other day. He's a nice guy. I think it's the first time I've had a conversation with him. He's a great guy. I was going to. I was going to give this person the benefit of the doubt. I'm like, well, maybe they're a subscriber. They don't hear the commercials and the, you know, they listen to the ad free ones, but oh, Brandon, oh, man. <laughs> you, you really think I would have gone through that whole spiel unless I had an angle. <laughs> no, I thought it was somebody maybe we all knew or something. Well, I guess we do. Maybe <laughs> we, we, all, podcast. We, we definitely know him. He's the third guy on the show. Every time we record <laughs> Brandon's here, every time we do good, bad, and the ugly, and I read about Tyler Watkins and Watkins law firm, Brandon is here. I know about Sparky's Lawn Service when Brandon reads that for his uh, for his one question with Brandon. I know about Sparky. I know how to call him and how to contact him. I know where to go. I know he's a great guy and he can probably do this and all the stuff that Brandon tells you to do. But he doesn't know anything about Tyler Watkins. He had to call me and ruin, ruin my day. Just in the middle of the day. I had to stop everything to get him the information. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you to Tyler Watkins. Do you want to, do you want to say why, why you need him? Uh yeah, we're planning on suing this company that owes me money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dang. I don't know if you like say that out loud though. Dollars. I think that's huh? I think that's kind of like a in the fourth quarter when you do a full court press, you don't go out on the court announcing it. You know, you just do it. You, you know, so I don't know if you don't announce my lawsuit <laughs> before you have a lawsuit. Yeah, I don't know if you do that because I'm assuming that you don't have too many people that you're in this situation with and they're probably going to know. I mean, that's if they listen or it gets back. It's here's one thing that I've learned about this podcast. When I went into this, I guess nine months ago, right? About nine months ago when I went into this, I, and I still have problems looking at it. Like I did the, the, the radio show or radio shows that I've done. Uh, you know, when, when you're on the radio, you, for some reason automatically assume that everyone listens and you automatically assume that even if they don't listen, they're going to find out, right? Because, you know, and then, right. when they, and then when they do find out, you can't be surprised. You know, people are like, well, how'd you know? Well, you're on the fucking radio, dude. Somebody's, you know, it's word travels <laughs> fast. In the podcast, when we got in the podcast world, I, I, didn't, I didn't have that same mindset. I didn't have the everybody listens, it's going to get back, and this and this and that. And I've said a few things over the last couple months, not that I regret, it's just that I've said them, and, you know, it's not normal things to say about certain things or people. And it got back. I mean, I've I've gotten more it's gotten back feedback from this fucking podcast than I think I did in the past eight years on that damn radio show. It's <laughs> it, it's astonishing, you know, and and I asked the same. Like, I of course I asked the stupid question. This just happened the other day. That's why it's fresh in my mind. I said, "How did you? How did you know that?" And they're like, "Oh, well, blah blah blah," which was a mutual friend of ours uh, or an acquaintance, I should say, told me that you talked about this on your podcast. Or like my new brother, he listens religiously, and nice. I just don't even I just don't even think, especially because he's out of town, right? In a radio show, you'd think more localized. And I was like, how'd you know that? He goes, dude, you do a podcast every day. He goes, of course I know. I was like, God, I forget everything. You know, I just, I just, I just don't even remember. <clears throat> All right. <clears throat> Good, Bad, and the Ugly is an episode we do every Thursday. We uh, take uh, news stories and we put them under those categories. Good, Bad, and the Ugly. It makes all the sense in the world, right? Learning in just a little bit and we get to chit-chat about what's going on in the news. First one's always Good. The Good. Because a company will pay $100,000 a year to taste test candy and kids can apply. Is that not like the bestest gig ever if you're a 10-year-old right now? 
Oh yeah. Especially they're all going to see it cause it's on the internet, I'm sure. So, you know, it's like when we were kids, we would see maybe a commercial about some contest or, you know, going to space camp if you won double dare or whatnot. But yeah, yeah yes, the space <laughs> camp prize. You're right. That was the best prize on any of those kids game shows. You are absolutely correct. That's great. <laughs> Uh, a website called Candy Funhouse. Now, I want to think that this Candy Funhouse has done a publicity stunt like this before. Uh, I remember not that long ago there was some, was it the Willy Wonka thing where you would win a, a chocolate factory or something like this? I want to say it's the same, it was the same people. I could be wrong. Anyway, website called Candy Funhouse sells candy online. And they're looking to hire their first chief candy officer, like chief executive officer. It's funny. With a salary of um, $100,000 a year. Anyone over the... This is brilliant. I mean, this is just... Everything about this is really cool. Anyone over the age of five can apply. That's what they say. <laughs> I mean, like that in itself is way cool. Yeah, fuck four-year-olds. Get them out of here. Only five and up. <laughs> You're going to get lawsuits from four-year-olds yeah. for age discrimination. Yeah. discrimination. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not mature enough at five or at four. Five, then you're all right. Then you can run a company. You got to understand your taste buds. I mean, you're just not going to get the, the sweet and the sweetheart at four. It's just, it's, you just haven't developed yet. But at five, you totally can get the sweet and the sweetheart. Totally understand it. Uh, no previous work experience necessary. You just have to love candy, be willing to taste test a ton of it, and have no serious food allergies. So it's peanut candies whatever they might be guess got to get rid of those blue pumpkin kids yeah uh they're based in canada so that's 100 grand in canadian dollars or about seventy-eight thousand u.s dollars but uh they say the job can be done remotely this is a great gig brandon i mean why don't you apply for this this is like right they just send the candy to your house that'd be cool yeah I, I'm, yourself eating candy i'm i'm assuming yeah the main job duties are being that they're head taste tester and deciding which products to carry. This is kind of like the dream. Like, if you go through any movie and you're a kid, what job would you want? You would want Tom Hanks' job in Big. They made him the, they made a title for him, right, of uh, chief ch uh, or vice president of marketing. You know, all he did was he went and played with toys. You know, and you got to remember, Josh Baskin is like a 12-year-old now in a grown-up's body. So he's in there playing with all these toys before they come out. And no no one knows better about a toy than a kid. You know, grown-ups, that's what I when I was a kid. I was like, these grown-ups don't know shit. How did, why would you put that gun with that guy? It just doesn't make any sense. You know, so kids are the best uh, litmus test for all this stuff. Uh, one story we saw claimed you have to taste test 3,500 candies a month or more than a hundred a day, but whoever wrote that is wrong. That's just the total number of products they currently sell. So if you're interested, you have until the end of August to apply. It's on LinkedIn. You on the LinkedIn, Brandon? Uh, I think I have an account. All right. And they say it comes with an extensive dental plan as well. So when your teeth rot out. Do parents Good. tell their kids that? Parents tell their kids that uh, still, you know, don't eat too much candy, your teeth are going to rot. Probably don't eat too much candy, you'll get cancer now. 
<laughs> yeah. Or, or you're or you're not a patriot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or you're or you're you know, you eat too much candy, you know what's gonna happen? You're gonna turn into a voter fraud person. That's what you're gonna turn into. <laughs> so, t- different scare tactics nowadays versus when I was growing up. Did did you get the your teeth will rot out thing, Nate? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I think it was just, I don't know if it was rot out. I just know I, you couldn't, you weren't allowed to eat too much. And I think you figure it out pretty quickly because then you get a stomach ache, you know, after Halloween, you eat too much candy. Uh, so I think kids kind of learn. Yeah. Uh, Brandon, did you get that from, from your parents? Yeah, but I also had like the trial and error thing Nate's talking about. Eat too much. You're like, oh, probably shouldn't do that again. That was a bad decision. Hey, only maybe once in my life I ever got sick with too much candy, and that may that maybe been the been the reason why I stopped eating it. I just I've never been a big candy guy. I always wanted to be a candy guy. I really did. I wanted to my my friends and you know just uh, overdosing candy. Ch- chicks that women oh, chicks women that eat candy. I think it's a really sexy thing. Like a woman with a lollipop or a Jolly Rancher, any of the hard candy that they're sucking on something about that, uh, uh, even a Werther's right. Old man candy. Yeah. It's, you know, did you agree? Like when, when girls eat candy, it's very sexy. I, I guess if it's like a lollipop, like you were saying, that's typically have been a thing in movies and adult movies. But uh, yeah, I think it's uh, the hard candy, sexy. The chocolate is uh, not <laughs> they're shoving you know chocolate bonbons into their face and it's all over their chin and shit yeah that's not sexy <laughs> there was a girl i picked it was years and years ago there's a there used to be a place in orlando called zuma beach and um i picked up i, I would on the norm pick up girls i do gigs there be in the dj booth have the microphone do the whole radio thing and pick up girls and i i had this gig every thursday night and uh, I'd go to work the next morning, you know, get up at three thirty, four o'clock in the morning. So a lot of times I would just stay up all night and just come in to work. Now I was, I was sober for the most part. I was just tired and I just had to kind of get through it. And then the plan was, is after the show, come home, sleep throughout the afternoon and then get up just in time to go out Friday night and start my weekend. And so that was like my norm for a very long time on Thursday night. And then sometimes my buddies would go with me because they get in free, they get free drinks. And it was, I mean, when you're that age and you get that kind of treatment, you're a fucking rock star, you're VIP. And so my buddy Rich and Dan, never forget this, they came with me that night. I had my first condo in Winter Park, Florida, 810 square feet. And all my furniture was either used or found on the side of the road, including my large white uh, sofa which was kind of dirty, but it was really comfortable. And at the end of the night, I pick up this girl. Don't remember her name. Very attractive. She was wearing this skin-tight leopard dress. This, like, you know, one-piece dress where it's like you put on, and if you want, you can take off. So we started hanging out and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, hey, you want to come back to my place? And she was like, yeah, I'd love to. Let's party. And I'm like, yeah, let's party, blah, blah, blah. So as we're leaving, I tell, I think it was my friend Rich, I was like, you drive with her. Make sure she comes over and just doesn't, you know, ghost was not a term then, but ghost us. He's like, yeah, 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 not a problem. So uh, Rich goes, I was like, yeah, that's, that's the move, right? You send your boy with her. 
So make sure she knows. Hey, I just want to make sure you know where you're going. No nav again. Remember, no no Google Maps, none of that stuff. So I was like, hey. We get back to, to my condo, and we park in a little parking area, and we're walking up, and he pulls me aside, and he goes, dude, do you know what she, this, this girl does for a living? I said, no, what? He goes, she's a porn star. I said, what? He goes, yeah, she's a porn star. Star. The back of her car is filled with VHS tapes of her, supposedly. I go, what? He's like, yeah, she's bringing them in. What's happening right now? He goes, yeah, she wants us all to get in your living room and watch her tapes. And I'm like, okay, this is going to be kind of cool. And he goes, is it three dudes and one girl? (laughs) Yeah, I guess. It's probably on the tape. (laughs) So, But there's a point to me telling you the story that deals with this candy story. I promise you it's getting there. So we get in there, and I have this, uh, in my eyes, it was a large box television, but I think it was maybe like 36 inches or something. And it was in my little cabinet. In my li- So all three of us are on the couch. Like three guys are on this couch. And she's standing in front of the television with her VHS tape and the VR- VCR. And she goes, I want you guys to watch this. This is my favorite tape. She, she's an upcoming porn star. She's doing pornography. She's doing movies in Orlando, I guess. And I was like, some guys just told you that just so they can rail you, by the way. she And I see it's got... A lot of times with the VHS tapes, you would label them. You just take a, some masking tape and you'd put it on there, and then you'd write on the masking tape. This yeah. one, this one had masking tape, you know, and it's ripped masking tape. It's not like perfectly ripped, but it's that ripped like you screwed it up a little bit, or it was cheap masking. Tape, and it says yeah. "Lollipop Girl." <laughs> Here's the candy tie-in. <laughs> so, so all three of us are on the couch, and she's she's uh, she puts it in, you know. It's, <laughs> You know, the forehead VCR where you start to hear it go, like it's starting up. And it just starts like right in the middle of it. And she's in the shower with this other girl and this weird, freaky, creepy old dude. And he's got dumb, dumb lollipops. And he's, you can only imagine with her, you know, and and, and then they're taking it out and they're sucking it. It's called Lollipop Girl. And then she goes, no, 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 come here, come here, come here, come here, come here closer. And she she tells me to come closer to the television. So I get up and I walk a couple feet and we're literally standing right in front of the TV. And my friends are like, guys, we, we can't see. And she's like, no, 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 look, look how cool this was. Like, she felt like she was a real actress. Like, this was a big, like, big thing for her. And she <laughs> walked us through this lollipop scene about 10 different times until I look back and what a great night we thought we were about to have turned into this girl cri- self-critiquing her, her porn skills. And I look back at my buddies, Rich and Dan, on the couch, and they're on each other's shoulders just snoozing away. <laughs> Asleep. I was like, well, I was like, let's not wake him up. Let's go in my bedroom. Like, yeah, that's <laughs> Two down, one to get. Like, that's a good idea. So we go into the bedroom, and you know, things happen. So good things <laughs> that busted out the VCR. Yeah, it it was weird. Um, have you have you guys ever slept with a porn star before? Uh, no. Okay, no. Brandon, Did to ask? Huh? No, no, okay. no. So I have uh, on two different occasions, and. They're very, very interesting women. Like, this one wanted to show me things that she learned, which I thought was any other any other person that would do that, I would kick them out. Like, oh, my ex-boyfriend taught me this. Let me show you this. It was almost yeah. like it was, I don't know. She, she just, it was like training for her. It was, it was very odd. It made me feel very uncomfortable. 
The second one was different. The second one was like you go, do you do porn stars in real life do the things that they do on tape? In my experience, yes, they do. And it is pretty neat. Um, and I think, Nate, you know the porn star story in Tampa, but. Yeah. 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 That's a, that's a good one. <laughs> it's 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 so good it's in a book <laughs> it was in a published book that's how good of a night that was all right so uh that's the good you can get paid a hundred thousand dollars a year to taste test candy and kids can apply sorry that uh the the really cool part about that is the kids can apply and i go off and tell you a porn star lollipop story that's my bad <laughs> i apologize well this is just a gimmick right i mean it's just it's they're trying to do willy wonka no, I think it's real. I mean, th- they just probably realize we can pay somebody $75,000 where we're going to spend that on marketing anyway and just we're we're going to get way more publicity cuz you're right, it wasn't this candy but uh company, but it was another one last year was giving away a golden ticket and they would win a candy factory. And uh I think a guy in Colorado won that one. So, I think they just saw that that little scheme and then tried to do this just to get publicity for their candy company oh i i understand yeah it's 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 gimmicky but it's not a gimmick i mean you know what i mean you know i guess depending on how you want to define gimmick here yeah yeah, yes they're using it as a gimmick for publicity and that's a really good observation you're like we're going to be spending more than seventy eight thousand dollars on marketing anyway why not just do it this this way and get the free publicity across the board you are correct absolutely correct but they're yeah, they're, I mean. they're they're actually, they're going to pay. I mean, they have to. They they gotta. Oh yeah, they're gonna pay them, but they're not actually doing anything. I mean, it, let's say a seven year old wins. They're just shipping this kid candy. They're not really. I mean, he doesn't have a real job. He's not really doing anything. I'm sure. Well, if they're smart, they would make it a quasi real job where you know at least just have him record like hello. I am Billy McWilliamson, and I am seven years old, and I live in. Chinoit, Minnesota, and I am the chief candy officer of Candy Funhouse. And today I'm going to do uh, a nerd rope. <laughs> oh my goodness, it's so delicious. I would buy this, and you can too, on candyfunhouse.com. So long from the chief candy officer. Like, I would do little viral videos like that. That would be really cool and clever. Yeah, yeah, because there's that other kid that does candy reviews, and I think he makes like a hundred thousand dollars a month or something on YouTube ads. Are you serious? Really? That's so cool. Yeah, I don't know why he said it's so cool. Also, and I cringe when he does that. What's that? He does toys. Also, you talking about that kid? Yeah, yeah, and maybe there's two different kids, but there is a toy kid also. He does toy reviews as well. But yeah, there there was one I saw that was a candy review kid. That's so brilliant. What a brilliant idea. Just, just, is he a little fat kid too? I don't think so, actually, as far as I remember. But, you know, like any kid is, is cute doing anything. So, yeah, it's a good idea. Yeah, real good idea. Hold up. Wait a minute. Let's hear from our sponsors. Watkins Law Firm, trial and litigation attorneys. So if it's personal injury, wrongful death, contracts and transactions, landlord and tenant disputes, or just general civil litigation, Watkins Law Firm dot LLC is where you need to go. Get a hold of Tyler Watkins, Watkins Law Firm dot LLC. And here's Tyler's tip of the day. In Georgia, just because you don't like the performance of another party does not mean you can refuse to perform yourself. What I mean is that if someone comes over to paint your house, 
and you don't like the paint job, you can't just refuse to pay them. Unfortunately, you have to pay them and then sue them for breach of contract. Get a hold of Tyler Watkins, WatkinsLawFirm.LLC, serving all of Georgia. Next time, talk to Tyler. Hey, fellas, the older we get, the harder it gets. Talking about weight loss, testosterone, muscle growth, sexual health pain and joint management, so on and so forth. Well, I'm here to tell you, Nubertese Men's Wellness League in Sandy Springs, Georgia, is your men's wellness facility. Whether it is testosterone maintenance or weight loss program, uh, sexual health, 50% of all men over 40 experience some kind of sexual dysfunction, pain and joint management, you name it. Menswellnessleague.com is the website you need to go to. It says schedule a call. They'll call you and walk you through it. Get started on your journey to overall wellness today. And for a limited time, Nuberty is offering its full wellness combine for only $99. That's $200 off the regular price. Plus, if you sign up and mention my name, Bailey, or the BS podcast, you'll get a complimentary vitamin cocktail valued at $150. Menswellnessleague.com. Son of a bitch. I just called to say you should subscribe to The Bailey Show, and I mean it from the bottom of my heart. Nobody is going to save you now. If you like what you hear, then get a full seven days a week plus of new content by subscribing. Podcastthebs.com. It's better than radio. And back to you, Jason. All right, so that's the good. Let's do some bad. The bad. Uh, oh, I got this one up here. This one's freaky. This has been around for a minute, uh, this story, so you might have heard about it. But So there's a, a city in Japan where monkeys are terrorizing the villagers and stealing the babies. Have you guys heard about this? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, because... I mean, uh, not like stealing babies, but, you know, I, I see videos of people that go to other countries like India or something, and there's certain areas that are overrun by little monkeys, and they steal people's foods and backpacks and stuff like that. These, these are stealing kids. So at least 58 people around the city of Yumagachi were attacked in recent weeks by Japanese uh, makas who've had, and that's the monkeys that are in Florida too. You know, you've got them in Mexico, right, makas? Macaques, macaques, yeah. macaques, that's yeah, macaques. But I feel like macaws, right? Macaws are birds. Or, yeah, I'd say one's a bird, one's a the Ma- monkey. Yeah, macaques. Macaque, macaque. Uh, and the only reason I know it's macaque because we used to have them running around Orlando back in the day. They, they escaped from that place that they filmed that show back in like the 50s or blah, 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 something like that. Uh, mm. So anyway. Tarzan. No, it wasn't Tarzan. It was like uh, it was a mermaid show they filmed in Orlando back in the fifties. Sure, because I thought it was up by like Silver Springs or something. It was Tarzan mm-hmm. from. Yeah, it was up by Silver Springs, but it wasn't Tarzan. I'm I'm ninety nine percent sure it wasn't Tarzan. It was like a mermaid show. It was something else. Not that one percent could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure I'm not. Remember, we talked to somebody from the show like when it, back in the 90s, and they were like, well, it was back in the days, the water was so warm. We had the macaques. They were running everywhere. <laughs> uh, Actually, we're both wrong. They escaped from a zoo in 1948. Um, probably, I haven't read the story, but I think it's, it wasn't because of a hurricane or something. They all got loose. Uh, I don't know about this situation, but I know one of the biggest, if not the only reason why Florida is now inundated with uh, pythons is because of Hurricane Andrew. And, yeah. and, and, and and the zoo down in Miami, you know, that's why the wildlife has changed with the iguanas and all that kind of stuff. 
Um, which is weird. It's like you'd think, is there, are those the only two animals that got out or are the only two animals that produce that quickly or the only two animals that can adapt, you know, to the Florida weather, you know? So I don't, they just found an Arctic shark in the Bahamas just the other day. So fucking world's flipped upside down. We also had like the shortest day ever because the earth decided to spin real fast. <laughs> I mean, like it, it, weird shit's happening. People, let me tell you weird shit. It, anything could happen. Like a, a world war three could break out tomorrow and I would not be shocked and it wouldn't take me long to adjust just because we've had to adjust so much. Nobody's complacent. Right. You just are always adjusting. You don't understand. You don't know. You're always on high alerts. You don't trust. You can't. It's almost like you can't enjoy life because all this shit is going on around you. Anyway, at least 58 people around the city of uh, Yamaguchi were attacked in recent weeks by Japanese macaques who've had an increased conflict with humans lately admit a population recovery. The monkeys have attacked people by biting and clawing at them. And the biggest reported concern is the spat of attacks lately on young children and the elderly. God, these things are ageist, racist. This is, this is a very unusual occurrence, a city official said. They have never come into an urban area like this before and assaulted this many people. One macaque incident. Uh, Brandon, you've had a macaque incident, right, with uh, you in August? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One macaque incident reportedly took place uh, a took took place a four year old at a kindergarten. Reportedly took place. Oh, okay, the Associated Press reports that they've tried to snatch babies as well. One resident captured footage of a monkey looking through the window of a door leading into a house, and it's just kind of spooky. It's it's like a human in a monkey suit looking into this house, going, "All right, dude, I know you got kids in there." You go ahead and take off. I want to come in there and grab and snatch your kids. Uh, they laid traps out for these monkeys. Didn't work. Too damn smart. So they've hired this special unit to hunt them down with tranquilizer guns. Um, so that's pretty, that's that's bad, right? That's that's real bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and these ones are just kind of assholes, right? They're not super strong like chimpanzees or, you yeah. know, like some of them, like that monkey strength is crazy, but these guys are just little kind of dicks that run around and steal shit. Yeah, I mean, they're still strong, but they're not going to rip you apart like a gorilla could. Yeah, that, I wouldn't think so. Yeah, they're just kind of obnoxious. But what but. do they take the babies? Like, if, like I'm, I'm picturing a village, and, you know, there's it's not like houses and stuff. They're huts, and this macaque comes running in one night, and he stops, and he sees the baby, and he goes, and then he swaddles the baby, and he, and he just runs off of the baby in the woods and goes up in the tree. What do they do? They, I, they're not going to eat the baby. I mean, that's not what monkeys do. They, they don't. They don't. They're not going to. I don't think they'd pound the baby to death, like kill the baby, you know, because they're monkeys. They're like the closest thing to us that are out there. So, what are they doing with the baby? Maybe they're training the baby for the monkey uprising to lead it. I, I, again, I would not be shocked. I have no idea. I, I just, they're not killing the baby. Is what I'm saying. I don't think they are. Wait, are they bringing them back, or I don't know. I don't know what they do with them. They don't. I don't know. We we eat meat and vegetables. Maybe they do too. Yeah, but they're not. E- we're not eating us. We don't eat monkey. You know, we we don't. Yeah, we, we do. Oh, we do. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of it's a big uh, poacher thing in in Africa. Oh well, normal people don't eat monkey. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah true. Yeah. <laughs> and unfortunately, that scene in, um, not unfortunately, fortunately, I guess, that scene in um, uh, Death, Death, what's the, what's the, Faces what, of Death. Thank you. Faces of Death is fake. Yeah. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> That took all these years. Had no idea. I thought it was real. <laughs> I was like, that's the worst scene ever. It's fake. Really? Ugh. Yeah, I'm reading um, more than a thousand mo- wild monkeys descended from animals introduced after the Tarzan movie was filmed 74 years ago in Florida. So it's it. Where was the Tarzan movie filmed? Uh, let's see. Oh, that wasn't Orlando. Um, no, I mean, no, none of that happened to Orlando. This is all in like North central Florida. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's what I'm talking about. Central Florida, but T- Tarzan wasn't filmed in central Florida. Yeah, it was, um, it was the sequel to Tarzan. Tarzan, Tarzan has a son. It was filmed in 1939 in, uh, in Florida. Was that the one with in- the mermaids? Is that the same one I'm thinking of then? Cause there was a mermaid. I think you're just thinking you can swim with, or you can watch mermaids swim at a, it's like a spring in Florida. You mm-hmm. know, they do mermaid shows. Right, 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 right. But the, the show that I'm talking about, there was a woman on the show. I remember talking to her and she was old when we talked to her, but I remember talking to her and the show, I don't remember it being anything about Tarzan. I remember it being about mermaids and she was not, ta- I know that, I know that you can swim with the mermaids, but totally different things. And that, because the first the, to my memory, the first macaque sighting in Central Florida was in the 90s. That's probably only because I was aware of it at the time. I'm sure that it happened before, but I remember it became a thing. It was like everybody's freaking out. Like, there's monkeys running around. There's two macaques. It was only two. Two macaques running around. And it was like, yeah, it's from this television show from the 50s or 60s. Like, wow, these macaques have been... How long does a fucking monkey live? Jesus. <laughs> Damn thing's been around since, like, the 50s. <laughs> and he's still got the energy to go from tree to tree? Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be a monkey. <laughs> yeah, it says uh, a huge population of wild monkeys is sweeping across Florida after being introduced during the filming of Tarzan. There are now more than 100... Uh, oh, they're rhesus monkeys. Yes, uh, rhesus yeah, roaming the Sunshine State, they're all descendants from the three males and females released together, released together in the late 1930s um, while filming. Uh, the, cub, the, the monkeys were brought to America, and they were mar- marooned on a small island near Silver River, and now, or then it was operated as a tour after the movie was done filming. So all these monkeys that are loose in the state of Florida come from two monkeys? Yeah, or three. Or three, mo- well, some Jerry Springer orgy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jerry, Jerry. That's crazy, dude. So three monkeys decades ago have put out all these monkeys that are in the state of Florida now, which they're not supposed to be there. Monkeys yeah. are, are, are not supposed to. We, we don't have monkeys in the United States. Not Nowhere do we have monkeys. They're supposed to. Now we do in Florida. Do those snakes, yeah. those snakes and the, the iguanas, so, you know, I moved there in, in the late 80s um, and just the different, you know, the little lizards the, the and all that stuff and the red ants. And it was it was a culture shock coming from up north. And then when I moved is when I got to experience the iguanas and because I was down in Miami right before right before I moved up to Atlanta nine years ago. And I, I just I'll never forget sitting outside the poker room 
And the poker room's detached from the casino down in Hollywood. And they've got this little area, like little town. They have a circle out, um, this, this little circle sitting area out in front of the poker room. And I was sitting there and I was talking. I was actually talking to my agent at the time. And I just felt like something was watching me. It was like a scene out of Jurassic Park, right? We just felt like the Tarasaraptors or whatever the fuck they're called were just watching here. I look over my shoulder and camouflaged on a rock is a iguana, but you don't realize how big the damn thing is until you focus in on your eyes. You're going, holy shit, that thing is huge. And then, and he goes, and you look behind you, there's another iguana. And then, and then, then your eyes start to focus in on the camouflage, and you got like 15 iguana around you. They're like sitting, they got one on your lap, you didn't even know it, you got one on your head, you had no idea, you got one in your bag, eating your shit, you got one next to you, one behind you, one up your asshole, you got them everywhere and you don't realize it because this one's distracting you. I'm telling you, they're descendants of those damn velociraptors uh, from Jurassic Park that'll that'll gang up on you and eat your face, you know, the, then they go, and they throw out their side things and they spit that goo at you. <laughs> That's what I'm telling you. Oh yeah, they're all over Mexico. They're everywhere. The gi- the giant iguanas are. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah you guys probably saw them. They're you know when we went to like <laughs> Shellha, they're just crossing the street or the the sidewalks and everything. Yeah, well, I think we saw a lot of them like scaling buildings, like climbing up yeah. the side of 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 the stucco on buildings and just sunning themselves. I was like, well, that's pretty badass. Uh, you guys got snakes in Mexico? Oh yeah, I mean I've never seen one, or I don't I, I don't even know what kinds there are. But yeah, there's definitely snakes. Any kind of jungle, I'm sure. The Mexican snake. Morocco snake, where instead of a rattle, it has a Morocco, and it goes. It's like a little dick and balls at the end of his tail instead of a little rattle. No. <laughs> it's like those balls that hang off the the hitch of dudes' trucks. Yeah, truck, truck nuts. Yeah. Sure. yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. So we got the good. Are you looking for any snakes in Mexico? So you're looking for? Them? Yeah, I'm trying. Um, let's see, they got where did they go? Um, coral snakes, rattlesnakes. Mm. Um, you got pit viper, uh, jumping pit vipers. What? Uh, you have jumping pit vipers? That's bad. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even know what those are. I've never even heard of that. Any snake that can jump probably isn't great. Yeah, any snake with <laughs> any snake with the words pit, viper, jump, bad. Uh, yeah, it says in the Yucatan there's only five snakes that are dangerous to humans. Oh, only five. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> only five out of the six snakes that we have here are dangerous. So don't worry <laughs> about it. Yeah. What else you got? Uh, I don't know. It's hard because they, they're giving like the, the scientific name. So I don't really know it. Uh, Acrodontron oh. bilanidus. Oh, I don't, I don't know. Don't <laughs> fuck with the Acrodontobilanidus. Those are badass oh, snakes. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's commonly known as a moccasin. So oh, I yeah. guess some kind of, mm-hmm. some kind of water moccasin. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, that one, ooh, that does not look good. Um, Spear a spearhead. What's that? I never heard of that. I don't know. It says there's 31 species living um, in South and Central America. The spearhead. Uh, it can bear five to 86 babies at a time. Ugh. Oh Jesus! It's, it's venomous as well. 
uh, a tropical rattlesnake, also called a blood snake. Um, that Everyone doesn't you've good. named so far is just venomous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, they all have terrible names, too. They're not even inviting. They're not even trying to trick you. It's like the Mexican blood death snake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the jumping flying pit viper. Pit vipers, that's what, uh, when we were talking about Snake Island on, on the previous episode, that's what's out there. It's called, they have like golden something pit vipers. But anything viper, anything pit is bad. You know, then they, I, I was reading the other day, they found a snake, a new species of snake, and it's a viper that could possibly leave you debilitated um, if bitten. So, like, it bites you, and within a matter of minutes, your body doesn't move. Oh, yeah, you just go paralyzed right away. Yeah, you're paralyzed because of the poison. How fucking crazy is that? Walking through the damn woods. And one of these damn thing comes out and bites you. And you're like, oh, shit, that hurts. You walk for a couple minutes, and you're like, I can't move my body anymore. And then all these snakes come and get you. That's horrible. And, like, you can't. But you still can kind of function, but you can't function. You just can't move. That's not cool. Yeah. No no good. No good. Stepped on a snake in my backyard the other day. A little baby snake. Don't know what it was. Went down in the grass and, and disappeared. And it was kind of dark out, but that's freaky. Thanks. Uh, I was like, can I pick you up and put you in my crawl space to find the rats, please? Hold up. Wait a minute. Let's hear from our sponsors. Looking for a new deck? Rockland Contracting? Well, David Hawks, he's the guy that can do it because he's the best at what he does. His phone has been ringing off the hook because of you two percenters. Guess what? That's a good thing. Keep it ringing. 678-879-3867. Deck design and build. He's got this amazing 3D software. You're going to know what you're getting before construction even starts. By the way, if you know how to build a deck, you're any good at it, right? Uh, David Hawks is hiring, and he's paying pretty darn good. Also specializing in basement remodel, new HVAC installation, and more. RocklandContractingLLC.com, 678-879-3867. Help you help your business get to the next level, and you do that by incorporating Create Graphics in there. Whether it's vehicle wraps, corporate events you might be having, interior, exterior events, Graphic Design and Apparel Create Graphics is a full-service graphics company that specializes in graphic design, wide-format printing, and graphic installation. Excellent customer service where every project is going to get that one-on-one experience from start to finish. CreateGraphics.net. C-R-E-A-T-E-G-R-A-P-H-I-X.net. Or you can call 770-369-9962. 770-369-9962. You want to know when the best time to upgrade your house? Always, always a good idea. It's great for your property value, especially if you're in the business of trying to sell it right now. And definitely the kitchen and definitely the bath. UCI Kitchen and Bath, that's where you need to be. They've been Atlanta's number one cabinet, granite, and quartz fabricator, plus installer for the past 20 years. Extremely fair prices, quality of work, excellent service, uh, sets them apart from their competitors in their industry, which is a busy, busy industry. So if you want to visit the showroom located in Norcross, Georgia, right there, you can see their cabinets, you can see the granite, you can see the countertops, you can see the quartz, you can see the marble, you can see the quartzite, and you can watch them cut it there too. It's a one-stop shop as UCI Kitchen and Bath also provides the installation 
on whatever you buy. Let's save you some cash. Mention the BS, you get 10% off regular priced countertops. So, save some money. Mention the Bailey Show podcast, 10% off regular priced countertops. UCIGranite.com. Son of a bitch. I'll be loving you forever, just as long as you subscribe to the Bailey Show. Nobody is going to save you now. If you like what you hear, then get a full seven days a week plus of new content by subscribing. Podcastabs.com. It's better than radio. And back to you, Jason. All right, so we got some good, we got some bad. How about some ugly? And the ugly. Uh, I, I think I used this story for ugly when it first came out, and I said it would just get uglier because it's never going to go away. I guess I was kind of right. Uh, Chris Rock... Well, Will Smith finally gives an apology to Chris Rock after the uh, Oscar slap heard around the world. So it's this five-minute apology video where, I mean, I guess it all depends if you're a Will Smith fan or not, right? If you're a Will Smith fan, you're going to want to believe him. If you don't care, like one way or the other, then you're probably going to be a little pessimistic about it. And you're like, that sucks. I don't believe it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, because I can look at it from both sides. I have this uncanny ability to look at things from two different sides. So I'm looking at it, you know, if I'm a if I'm a Will Smith fan, I'm like, nicely done. Okay, that's cool. Give you the benefit of the doubt. It was a dick move. You realize it was a dick move. It's taking you some time to uh, to do some soul searching. You figured some shit out. We don't know what's going on in your life. Okay. You you at least were man enough to do it instead of just saying it's going to go away. That, to me, I applaud you. Good job. At least you did. At, it's never too late to reach out. You know, that's what people say. It's never too late to reach out. He finally reached out. So that's good. That's the Will Smith fan in me saying that. Now, the Chris Rock fan in me is going, it took you this fucking long to reach out to me? Really? I mean... That's bullshit publicly. I know you reached out uh, to his camp right out of the gates, and they didn't want anything to do with you. But now you've done it publicly. Uh, and, and it's like, just let it fucking go, dude. You screwed up. Everybody knows you screwed up. I Just move on. I mean, you, you embarrassed me on television. I was the professional, and I didn't respond. Not that I think Chris Rock would respond. I don't think he's that gangsta. Uh, but, you know. It is what it is. So, so it, it's kind of a 50-50 split, right? It depends on if, if you're who you're a fan of more, I guess. Yeah, and I, th- I have looked at it more of like the motive. And, you know, part of me thinks, oh, okay, maybe, maybe he's just trying to let other people know that he has apologized. Because, no, you know, if, if he reached out privately and Chris Rock's people didn't get back to him or said that he doesn't want to talk right now, Maybe he's worried nobody knows that he tried to apologize and just didn't happen. But I don't know. The four month later thing, I guess he could be thinking about it. But to me, it just sounds like he thought this would go away and it's still affecting him in his everyday life where he's not getting jobs. He's maybe not getting the treatment he used to in Hollywood or in his circle. And now he's his wife has finally been like, OK, we got to put put an end to this. You've got to apologize. And so I feel like it was. It's like when somebody uh, is convicted and they they apologize. Well, they're they're sorry they got caught. They weren't sorry that they actually did the crime. So, but what can you can you say it's the same thing if there's a victim, like say of a sexual assault, and they wait four months to to report it? Of course, there's plenty of people that go, 
Why did you wait so fucking long? You know, and there's numerous reasons why you'd wait long. You know, I'm embarrassed. It's I, I thought it'd go away. I thought I could get over. You know, a million different reasons, which are all legit, justified reasons in my book. So can you say it's the same thing for somebody to issue an apology? I mean, I'm not comparing this to sexual assault or rape or anything, so f- don't freak out, yeah. people. But what I'm saying is the idea of giving, you know, there not being a time limit on anything, really. There's no statute of limitations on apologies. There's no Because, again, like I said when, at the beginning of this conversation, um, there's the, the saying is it's never too late. So, you know, like when somebody passes away and dies and you haven't talked to them in years, but you want to say something to them, you know, you want, you you know, you you feel the need that you have to tell them something, whether good or bad, before they pass away. It's never too late. You do it, right? And and, I just had a friend of mine pass away at the, you know, he wasn't even 50 years old yet. And he died of cancer. and, And he'd been fighting it for this past year. But his world, his world changed on a dime. A year ago, like he was fine, goes to the doctor, cancer. They have to do rapid treatment, aggressive treatment right away. And then throughout this past year, I've just watched him deteriorate. His fraternity brother of mine went to college with him. Great guy, uh, really great guy, a, a pure guy, a, a wholesome guy. Um, not a guy that should leave before he's 50 years old. Leaves behind a wife and two kids. Now, I didn't have anything to tell him. You know, I didn't have anything to say to him and go, you know, do you remember in college, <laughs> I took your toothbrush and shoved it up my asshole. You know, nothing like that. But it makes you think of things like that, you know. Yeah, I, don't, I, I think it depends on what the, the item or the, you know, the topic is. I think an apology is something that needs to be um, timely. And, and this definitely wasn't. And, and the, like I said, the motive, I, I still don't think he he was he looked upset. But I don't think he was upset that that he he acted this way for four you know four months ago. I think he was just upset that it's affecting his life now. So I mean, you can't expect somebody to be okay with if they did something shitty to you, and then you know, fifteen years later they apologize to you. It's like, okay, well, what, what happened in the last fifteen years? Why couldn't you apologize then? Well, um, well, most people apologize not for you, but for them. Like when you think about this, when you apologize, are you apologizing, especially if you apologize right afterwards, you know, you haven't had time to process whatever happened, whether it's your significant other, your buddy, your brother, your mother, your father, whatever the case may be. So I, I've never, I hate apologizing. That's why I try not to do things that I have to apologize for, but I have no problem apologizing, but I need to process why I'm apologizing first. Because people have a tendency to just say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, sorry, you know, just out of the gate, like instantaneous. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You know, I cheated on you. I'm sorry. I I admit it. It happened 10 minutes ago and it will never happen again. I don't know about all that. You You need a minute to process it. So like there's that, that time frame that... I don't know though, because I, I think when you say it right, like that's the most honest, raw, real reaction. Is it's just you, your brain doesn't have time to think, so you're being honest 
of yeah, you know that you fucked up and you should pull it. Like if I kick some kick Brandon in the face, uh, you know, I was trying to kick a beer can off the top of his head, doing some karate moves, and I, I accidentally kick him in the face. Oh my god, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That's because you're you're fucking sorry. But if you have time to think about it, then you're like, well, you know, you you moved a little bit, and you know, you, you lowered your head, and just, I mean, it's kind of your fault. Yeah, you know? I think I think you should have apologized immediately because then you know that you're wrong, um, and, and it's just a real reaction. <laughs> It's been two months, and he still hasn't apologized for kicking a beer can in my face. I'm processing it. I'm processing I'm thinking about it. I'm not quite sure it's my fault. Okay, just give me a second. I said that, but I didn't realize he does have a beer can behind him and a water bottle next to it. <laughs> is, that, is that a beer can behind you? It is. Yeah, but light. Yeah, but light. Yeah, but light. Yeah, but light in the water. That's just how we do it, dude. But a one right shoe. Got to stay hydrated. Yeah. Well, he's pushing his camera down like we told him, so now we can see more of his uh, <laughs> studio. So I see a beer can, a water bottle, and then there's another piece of paper over there on uh, on, the, on the wall. Yeah. What on, is that on our left? Wait, what is that? Oh, this is just the box. The oh, uh, uh, okay. It looks like a piece of paper. Yeah. Now, now, now we can see more. That's, so that's why he kept the camera up high. So we just hide all of his trash. Oh, yeah. okay. I got it. Yeah. It's like he's on hoarders. It's like trash up to his waist. Uh, Will says he didn't apologize to Chris in his acceptance speech later that night because he was fogged out and fuzzy. Wasn't thinking clearly. He says he's reached out to Chris, but his people are not ready to talk about it. Chris Rock was in Atlanta the other night and he did kind of make a, a comment of, um, not a good cut. What did he say? I thought I had this on here, but I guess I don't. Hold on, let me see. Uh, yeah, he's probably loving this. Everybody is trying to be an effing victim. If any, if everybody claims to be a victim, then no one will hear the real victims. Uh, even me getting smacked by Suge Smith. I went to work the next day. I got kids. He later said, "Anyone who says words hurt has never been punched in the face." He said that on stage in Atlanta. I didn't even know he was in Atlanta. Yeah. Well, he said that on stage. But, yeah, he has to be loving this because he can just make jokes about it and that people feel bad for him because he's a victim. So he's coming, you know, because, I mean, Chris Rock is, he's like around, but he's not like in the spotlight right now or hasn't been, but now he is. So he's probably loving this stuff. Yeah, oh, pff, absolutely. I mean, he he's he's played this so perfectly. I mean, it really has. Not to respond right away. Not to make a big deal about it, kind of downplay it. And now he gets to take little jabs as he goes out on the road. You know, that was part of the conspiracy. Was it all set up because he was about to go out on the road? Well, I doubt Will Smith is going to jeopardize his reputation. So people would go buy Chris Rock tickets. So obviously we know now it's not all set up. But, um, but yeah, I mean, the, so here's what I can see happening. In order to, because they're going to eventually have to squash this, right? Set an example, you know, forgive and forget. Look, kids, you can do this and that. So a great payoff would be Grown Ups 3. They're trying to teach a lesson to, I guess now at this point, it would they would be grandparents, right? Their kids would probably have kids or at least in college. Yeah, no, they'd probably have kids by now if you go by grown-ups age uh, stuff and they're trying to teach a lesson of forgiveness and have Will Smith make a cameo in the movie. And yeah, and and, and, and be like Chris Rock's brother. 
Yeah, something to that. Like, just, you know, call him Oscar. They're estranged. Call, call him Oscar. Like, name him Oscar. So, I mean, they, they really could, you know, that that could be the cameo of all cameos in a movie ever. You know, everybody was excited when Tom Cruise was in uh, Tropic Thunder or Brad Pitt was in this, you know, or, or in uh, that superhero movie. It was like a second of Brad Pitt or something like that. Everybody loves the cameos from the big names. You get Will Smith the cameo in Grown Ups Three, to and, and then that for them to squash it with a cameo with uh, Katy Perry and Taylor Swift video because they had heat for so long, you know, and they squashed it. You know, Katy Perry shows, oh shit, um, Pink and her husband uh, Corey Hart, they had just broken up. And then she puts out that uh, that that revenge song against him, and he's in the fucking video. Was <laughs> brilliant. That was the best thing ever. And I remember it like it was yesterday because when that song came out, I was going through my first divorce, and everywhere I went, I heard that song, and I'm like, that hurts. That's not cool. That fucking song and Lady Gaga were my divorce was my divorce music because they were just coming out and it was everywhere. It was horrible. So, but that's what they need to do. Will Smith cameo, Grown Ups Three, squash it for for the end of days. Maybe that's that'd what be good. Maybe that's what they're planning. Who knows? All right, uh, podcastthebs.com. That is our website. We hope that you take a visit there. We got plenty of stuff for you to do. Uh, off there, off the website, you can go to all of our social media. Subscribe to our YouTube page. Thousands and thousands of hours of content on there. I just really, really want you to subscribe. I know we get subscribers every day, every week. But I want an influx of subscribers on our YouTube page because there's a lot of good stuff. It's, it's, these guys work hard on it, Pee Wee and, uh, and Brandon work real hard on that stuff. Uh, our TikTok, our Instagram, our Twitter, our Facebook are all extremely active. Also on uh, podcastthebs.com, you can sign up for the newsletter right there on the homepage. It'll pop up. I'll send one out here shortly. Uh, still waiting for the finalization on some of this Podcast and Pours 2 stuff, but... It's like any minute now. It's like any minute. A bit on these emails too. So it's happening. It's just like, get it, sign it. So that's what I sound like every single day. Uh, and then our merch store is up there as well. If you want something every once in a while, uh, who we go through, they'll do like a 35% off or something. I'll try to remind you guys of it, but I know they just had a back to school sale, 35% off so the kids can wear a, um, Everything's better with fuck t-shirt to school and then get kicked out. And then you blame us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> actually, Sounds that right. actually, 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 when they had the big, uh, when they had the big, they had the 35% off back to school sale. And I, I get the emails. I see the emails of what people's buy or what they're buying. The, the most popular design during that run was, um, everything's better with fuck. And then it was the chicken source. Fuck. Yes. Shirts. Those two. Yeah. <laughs> they take off. All right. Uh, Nate, you got anything uh, to say before we get out here? Don't apologize if you don't mean it. I agree. I, 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 I definitely agree with that. Don't apologize. That's what I'm saying is, you know, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Wait, what are you sorry for? You know, just shut up. Just stop, stop saying sorry. Even I'm sorry over and over again. There are people that that's like a crutch for them. They just say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I mean, you have to tell them, like, stop saying you're sorry. You don't have to be sorry for everything. Just relax. Just shut the fuck up. Yeah, there, there are people like that. They're insecure people. Yeah. Uh, Brandon. Uh, let a monkey adopt your baby.
Let a monkey adopt your baby. There you go. We worked with a guy. You know, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Everything was, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Didn't mean it ever. And it's it's a self, it's, it's, a, it's a confidence. It's a defense mechanism. Because people like that usually feel that if they say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry over and over again, they can get away with anything and say anything as long as they say, I'm sorry. Right. Yeah. It's like saying, uh, with all due respect. And then anything after that is always something super dick. Not trying to be a racist. I'm not, I'm not trying to be a racist, but black people cannot come in my house. <laughs> with all due respect, you're an asshole. <laughs> it's like, well, you can't just say anything after that. That's the verbal equivalent of per our conversation in email. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Per our conversation, you told me that you would suck it. Yeah, that's what you said. Okay, look, uh, thanks for listening. We appreciate all the support. We really, really do. Uh, have yourself a great, safe rest of your day. Yeah, bye. Get off my lawn. It's old man Kevin, and the BS is done for right now. Please share, like, and support podcastbs.com. It's better than radio. Now, get out of here.